This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is not somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. He is right here in my living room. Mike, how you doing? Not great, Steve. It's been a long weekend, um, but we're pulling together. I'm just kidding. We're doing awesome. We got the boys here. I'm staring Joe Rand right in his ugly mug, feeling great. I couldn't be better. Let's do it. We got, we got microphones that hopefully are working. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> and he's not at the House of Sav. He's actually getting attacked by my dog right now. We got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? Gentlemen, I could not be better. I feel like I'm at like the P2E National Conference final day here. Mike came through with the technology. We not think yet. Not blowing yet. my know. mind. I got Miley to my left. Got a special guest on my other uh, to the left of Miley, so it's gonna be a great pod, boys. I'm excited. <laughs> Trent Trent's trying to do this, and he's my dog just up in his face. But and we have a special guest host. I'm losing my voice. It's been quite a weekend. Special guest host right here in my living room at the Gendron Saloon. We got Chris Robertson, the American record holder in the beer mile. He's been hanging out with us all weekend. Chris, welcome to the to the peak too early home here. Man, it's fun to be a part of the podcast, and I think I'm mirroring you on losing my voice here. It's uh, yeah, busy weekend watching track and field. You know what yeah. can I say? Yeah, we did a lot of watching track and field this weekend. We really, you know, breaking down splits this weekend. I would say that's how I'd categorize it. So we are we are like the we are like the Walking Dead right now. This has been a hell of a weekend. It's been a crazy weekend. I've had so much fun. So. The way that this weekend went down is we had the Irish Clover 5-miler happen this weekend, which feels like three weeks ago at this point. Um, and so we had some, some listeners, some friends of the program coming in to join us for the race. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we reached out to Chris, say, hey, Chris, would you be willing to come out, run the 5-miler with us? Um, we had plans to do a mere mile, which I'm sure we're going to get into. But Chris comes in. Everybody comes into town on Friday night. We start at my favorite restaurant. We went to Pinella in Lowell, which is a little Colombian joint. And that was an experience. I mean, that was an experience all itself. We were there. <laughs> we were ordering a ton of food. There was loud Colombian music. I mean, it was, I mean, everybody that didn't know what they were getting into this weekend, to have that as the first night, it was wild. Well, Chris, let's, let's get into that, actually. Night one, you roll in. We got the two crew here, not knowing what to expect. What is like, what? what what is going through your mind that first night? We're in this loud Colombian restaurant, and you're like, "What? Why am I here this weekend? What the hell did I do?" Well, what I, was, def- I, do I was definitely having a lot more fun than that uh, woman under the speaker that was freaking oh out. They, they cranked up the music, and she was not having it. That was so. the most miserable person I've ever seen in my entire life. She was not having. She it. was right though. The music was it insanely was loud. Way too loud. Way, way too, too loud, loud for a restaurant setting. But man, that does feel like a year ago already. That night. Uh, Great place to start it off. Great to meet some of these, uh, put some faces to the names like like Joe Rand, getting to meet everyone in person. So 
It's been, a, yeah, it's been an absolute blast. And what a way to start off with getting your eardrums blown out in night <laughs> one. Probably partly leading to why I'm losing my voice. I right know, now. I know. We were like, we were all like getting to know each other, like talking. Because this is like the first time we've all hung out in person. And we're like having a good conversation. Then out of nowhere, the loudest music you've ever heard in your life. Speaker right over our table. So we're just out like screaming at each other across the table. But it was fun. Like there was one point where we were like, you know, joining in on the music. We pretended it was Mike's birthday. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what was it? Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> and then from there, we went to the Worthen, had a late night, and we woke up, and then we had the Irish Clover on, on Saturday morning. Um, we had about, I don't know, how many people do we have out there? We had like 40 40 people. 50, maybe. Yeah, and it was a virtual race, right, because of COVID, the pandemic. You're not able to, to do these races in person. But we, we threw it out there said, okay, it's going to be a virtual race. Let's try to get together Saturday morning, and, you know, I'll put some cones out, and we'll try to run this race the best we can. And we were getting ready to run the race, and people were warming up. We are kind of milling around the starting line. And for the first time in a year, it truly felt like a road race again. It, it just kind of had that atmosphere. It kind of had that vibe. Um, it felt really good to, to, to feel like you were back at a race. T- take out, like, the whole partying aspect of this weekend, which will make it memorable. But that first race is, like, the first race back out of quarantine, it felt like, where we had people out there. Like you said, we're warming up. People are doing strides and stuff, and we're gathering around the starting line. And it was... You know, we couldn't have it be like a super official race for, you know, obvious reasons. But to get everybody in one spot and then hanging out at the finish line afterward, that was what we've been missing in the last year. And a couple of things that made it extra fun. The pick em was yep. super well done. Uh, that was a blast. Actually had something to compete for, as well as uh, weaving around cars to some extent. Just <laughs> not a closed A couple course. of hood slides. Yeah, it adds, adds a little bit of fun to it, you know, running around some obstacles. Chris was feeling guilty out there. He's like, because he knew people had picked him in the pick em pool. So I think that must have pushed you Hold at on, least. hold on. Oh, we got to get into this for a second. Okay, so the way that we set up the we set, we set up the pick em is you had to give an honest assessment of yourself and how you were going to run so we can rank. Chris, you put down that you were going to run 630 pace. And you would you run 520 pace out there? I, I did, you know, got the competitive juices flowing. I mean, when you start seeing guys doing strides, it's like I know I, I can't not run <laughs> at least like a pretty hard tempo pace. So I, you know, it I, is what it is. I was joking when I picked Chris up in the morning. He's like, yeah, I think I'm run like 6:30 pace. By the time we had gotten to the venue, he's like, yeah, maybe six minute pace ish. And then I can just see him like every every runner who shows up that looks a little bit fast. I could just see the size of the model. Yeah, this little glimmer in his <laughs> eye. And I could just see like the pace start ticking down in his mind. Then I, I overhear him talking to someone like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking like high fives. I'm like, oh my God, he's about to he's about to rip this. He's about to go sub five pace, something crazy. But yeah, I mean, it was a pretty fast progression for you once, it, it once you got there. And Well, shout out to, uh, I'm trying to think who it was. Oh, it was Joey. We did the, we did the pick em pool. We did like a live pick em for people that could make it. We did it on Zoom last week. And uh, he was going through, and he's like, he's like, I don't understand why Chris Robertson is ranked so low in this. He goes, I'm going with Chris. And I said, okay, got to give you a heads up. He's going for a world record in the beer mile the following day, so he's going to be going kind of slow. And he goes, he goes, nah, he's too competitive of a guy. I'm picking him anyway. So whoever picked Chris in the pick him, that was just a genius pick, you know? I had to deliver. Yeah. I had to deliver for the people. Well, it's, it's the most relatable thing ever. Like, how, how many times in our careers have we been like, yeah, I'm just going to show up and, like, tempo this race or, like, oh, I'm just showing up to, like, you know, run it with my girlfriend or, like, whatever. And you show up and as soon as you get the, the split shorts on and lace up those shoes, you just you can't hold back. You it's 
it's not so relatable anymore though. Yeah, so no. it's nice to see Chris still doing it. It was kind of like reliving our glory days. I'd be like, I remember I could show up and just decide on the line I'm gonna run hard. Cause... Yeah, do you notice in that story I was talking about? I, I referenced my girlfriend because that's how long it's been since I've had that feeling. You know, like before I was married, and so it's been years. But I, you know, at one point in my life, I could relate to that. Yeah, and we got to give a shout out to our guy Matthias. Uh, Matthias. He... Matthias. 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 It's Matthias. Sorry, Matthias. Sorry we have butchered your name so many times over this past week. But the dude ripped a 2440 on I mean it's not it's not like a super tough course, but there's some hills in there. It's not an easy course. And he's running through intersections. He's like he's weaving through cars. I mean, he's I'm I'm looking at some of the times that are coming in. He's probably not gonna win the overall race, but to see somebody run twenty four forty on that course on that day, very, very impressive. I think he definitely won the race. Even though his time wasn't yeah. as good as everyone else, that course was, yeah. I think you're underselling it a little bit. It was kind of hard. The wind was brutal. <laughs> yeah, the there. wind was tough. And he almost got hit by a car like a minute into the race. <laughs> a truck pulls through the intersection, and he has to almost dive over the hood just to get through there. So, man, props to him. He rolled that course. Yeah. It was insane. We saw that night, you know, because, like, it's kind of like it, it was pretty unofficial, right? You know, there's no... You know, usually when you set up these, you have people sign a waiver, you know, so you don't get sued. And I'm just like, please, I hope no, nothing goes wrong. I hope the cops will stop us. And, you know, the, we turn the first corner and I see the lead runner almost get killed. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, what are we doing? This is going to be so bad. Um, but I had I had a lot of fun racing and running. There was one point. So the gun goes off. It kind of gets strung out. And about half mile of the race, me, Mike, and Trent bunch up. And we realize that it's going to be a peak too early host showdown, battle out there, duel in the sun. And so we clumped together, and you can tell right away, as soon as the three of us got together, it was going to turn into a tactical race, at least for like most of the race, because you know nobody really wanted to push it, nobody wanted to go that hard, but we knew, we all knew what was going on. I love that we had people coming in from literally across the country to race here, and and we kind of talked to the people and ran with them for about a quarter mile. And then it immediately went into competitive zone. It's like, where is Mike and Steve? Like, I don't <laughs> care who else is here, who else is in this race. Like, the only people that mattered to me were you two in that race. Well, everybody else was, like, a mile ahead of us. So That's true, we, too. We, yeah. we couldn't worry about them even if we wanted to. I was going to say, I didn't see Matias almost get hit by a car because I was <laughs> too far back for that. <laughs> well, let's talk about this for a second. So we bunch up, right? And I'm like, oh, baby, this is going to be a showdown. This is going to be fun. And, uh, you know, you could see, like, you know, there's some small pickups, some small responses, and we get to the one hill. We get to the one hill, and I know that this is the place I got to make my move. And I make the move, and I thought I broke both of you. And, like, a half mile later, Trent comes up on my hip. Guy who hasn't run in how long? When's the last time you ran? It was pre-collarbone, so December. December. Last time you run was December. And I heard footsteps. Like, I knew somebody was right behind me. And I kind of gave a peek at one point, and you guys had the same singlet on, so I, I knew it was one of you. I didn't know which one. And sure enough, Trent comes running up next to me, running by me, and I'm just going, fuck you, Trent. Like, I can't believe, I can't believe that you're in this race with me right now. I didn't break you going up that hill, and you're, like, probably going to beat me now. It was a hell of a move. It was a hell of a move. I, uh, I passed Mike. Mike says to me, I never stood a chance. <laughs> I knew he didn't have a rebound back, but I somehow was able to pull it in. I'm feeling it though, boys. I am sore from from that, and then when we were going to talk about yesterday, like the body went through hell that day. But it was worth it. It was worth it. Would you consider yourself a kicker, Trent? Was uh, that was that part of the plan? Was like if you if you make it to the last half mile with Steve, 
you know you have it at that point or no i thought i had to break steve before the last like half because i think steve's such a crazy person that he would have found a way to get me so i was able to stay with the hill and i kind of got him on like the downhill coming off of that i knew i had to like make my move on that downhill and and the the finish the finish was i mean it's a fast finish but it's a little crazy right because you got to go through that intersection it's a busier street there's cars coming in and out of like that that um, I think it's like a lumber store or something right there. And so I was like, this can't be a sit and kick. Like, this has to be this has to be decided on the hills, on the course, and that's why I made my move. And Mike, you're being pretty quiet over there. I'm just enjoying the the live show, Steve. <laughs> this is pretty good. Now, listen, I um, I knew pretty well that I uh, I was going to have to pull away from you guys pretty early if I wanted to, to any chance. If I was around you guys with halfway through... I was going to get beat, and I didn't pull away from you guys. I tried to pull away from you right before that hill because I knew that that's where you are going to make your move. Couldn't pull away. You made your move, and, uh, you know. This sounds like loser's mentality. Uh, Why would you go into the race midway through saying, oh, I know I'm going to lose if I'm not winning by yeah. a bunch of – like, you got yeah. to have some confidence in yourself. You're right, Chris. I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm, work, I'm working a, on it. It's a good point. Um Listen, I came out there with the goal to beat Trent's girlfriend. I beat Trent's girlfriend. So, I mean, what do you want from me, people? I, you know, I, I'm one for one of my goals. So, I, you know. You set the bar low. You'll always, you'll always go over it. No whoa, offense. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not say setting the bar no, low. it's not low. Megan. Megan's a phenomenal runner. She's a great athlete. So, for anybody that had us in your pick em, Trent, it was it was Trent, me, Mike. So, Congratulations, Trent. He was he was he was uh, valued a little bit lower because of the broken collarbone. Turns out that shouldn't have happened. That was um, a value play. Yeah, there were I think there were a couple people that picked Mike and didn't pick me. So in your face, everybody that, that didn't pick me. Um, and that's what I was honestly that's what I was thinking about the entire race. I was like, I just want to shove it in everybody's face. Mike and I were valued at the same. Mike got picked a couple times. I didn't get picked once. So I just wanted to prove those people wrong. So. Pick'em pool was motivating. I mean, Chris is talking about like feeling like he had to do it for everybody else, and maybe there's some shenanigans going on to help his own team with uh, the way he paced himself. But yeah, uh, going out there knowing like people had you, or even that night, I was getting fired up when I heard my name go off the board for the draft. That was such a nice little play. I mean, that definitely that definitely pushed me. Yeah. And so then we finish up the race. It's a beautiful day out. The sun comes out. Um, a little chillier than the day before, but it was warm enough where we could sit on the patio, hanging out, had a few drinks, had some food. It was great. It was like, you know, just it kind of felt a little bit normal, like we were getting back to normal life a little bit, hanging out on the patio at Owen and Ollie's. Keeping them in business. By, buying all the Miller Lights that that's they had right. on Yeah, that's show. right. When we were when we were cleaning up, I was talking to the the manager and he's like, Yeah, it's a good crew. I'm glad you guys came in today. And he said, He said, I'll tell you what though. I don't remember the last time we sold this many Miller Lights. I don't think we've ever sold this many Miller Lights. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite days. To like, you just sit at like a nice restaurant somewhere, a good bar, and you're like, I got nowhere to go today. You know, it's noon by the time we're done with the race, and I'm here till this place closes. It was, those are the best. We we took a, a very particular strategy into these races this week, where you know everyone's got their pre-race tradition. You know, maybe you eat a certain thing. Maybe you, uh, you know, get your uniform all ready before you take a nice picture with your bib or something. We went with the uh, let's drink about 45 Miller Lights before our race <laughs> and, uh, you know, see how it works out. I was just going to say all racing, like prep tactics, whatever, out the window. I was thinking like on Irish Clover Day, I had pizza for lunch and then I had pizza for dinner. I had nothing but pizza the entire day. Yeah. And I felt great yesterday. I felt great the day after doing that. 
So that, that's how you know a weekend's gone off the rails when you think back and it's like, oh my god, how much pizza do we? We just ordered pizza at least like twice a day, like per day. Like, when was the last vegetable I ate? <laughs> yeah, I know. I really woke up. I woke up this morning. I was like, oh crap, I forgot we got Domino's last night. Oh that's god. always like that's always like the sign of like a bender weekend is when it's just like, oh crap, there's Domino's boxes. Why do we do that? I'm staring at a big stack of them right now. <laughs> I might uh, go have a slice, actually. If there's <laughs> anything left. All right, so then so then after after we finish up at Owen Ollie's on the patio, hanging out, we came back. I actually forget what happened that night. We came back to my place, right? Came back to the Gendron Saloon, hung out, watched some basketball, ordered pizza. Yeah, just kind of. I mean, you talk about the race feels like uh, three years ago. That night feels like three years. That was like not that. That was like 36 hours ago. <laughs> I mean, we quickly like. Just got everybody into the the peak too early, like degenerate gambling phase, right? Like night one, we uh, were just rocking Keno. And for those of you that don't know, it's a real degenerate gambling game where you just pick numbers and hope they come up on a screen. But we every getting... dive bar in Massachusetts got Keno. Yeah, and it's it's the true degenerate form of gambling. But we're immediately in on that, and then we come back after the race on Saturday. And it's like, what can we put on a television to put some money on? I mean, we had a really, really bad system that failed us. I mean, we failed our system. But That's right. The I mean, system. We were... I forgot about <laughs> we the failed system. system. But there was indoor track on, too. The indoor track nationals was on. So I know we, we threw up a couple races that have that on. So just a day of any kind of sport under the sun, That's whatever you could gamble on. We did watch track. Yeah, Good no for us. It's You're like you guys right. have a running podcast or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that it was indoor track nationals this week. And we all came and showed up to hang out, and I think we watched a single track race. We watched zero one track race this weekend. I mean, that's just a testament to how much we had going on this week. I mean, this is an action-packed week. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the system. Let's talk about the system for a second. So I got in on this bet with my brother. He said, you want in? And how much? So okay. And next thing I know, I'm apparently in this system. And I go to make dinner. Or I, I go to make chicken sandwiches late night. My wife has helped me make chicken sandwiches. Shout out, Aaron. And I come into the living room to hand out these sandwiches. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, you owe the system $250. And I was like, what? It's uh, I was like, I, how, I'm, I didn't agree to be in the system. Keys. And they were like, oh, by accepting that bet, you were automatically in the system. Now you owe us several I hundred dollars. we made it pretty clear of the, the threat of being in the system. I I think, but we, I never I never agreed to be in. No, the no, we told you. We I think we made it pretty clear that you were agreeing to be part of the system. It, it's like buying into a hedge fund. You're trusting them to run your money exactly. to make turn it into exactly. more money. And sometimes you're gonna have down years. You're gonna have bad performance. And it just so happened that right when you got into the, system, the system, it was it was all downhill. The from system there. always goes up, though. It'll it'll always go up. And Chris, you're a guy who saw some of the you know the tumultuous ups and downs of the system. But you were still wanting to be on the system. Like you oh, believe 100%. in the system. Yeah. That was the most gambling I've ever done on sport. Well, definitely ever on sports, but also just in one weekend, the number of games that I actually cared about. And I think we wanna would have watched more track races had we been able to bet on the track races. That's a good point, there you Chris. go, Chris. It always comes back point. to getting gambling on track. Good point. If there if we were able to do that, that would have not come off the TV the entire weekend. I can guarantee you that. If you if I could have two hundred dollars on the race, I would be just as I'd be more excited about that than two hundred dollars on the basketball game. But because I have two hundred dollars on the basketball game, I'm I'm gonna care more about that for sure. <laughs> And we got well, we got we got our uh, YouTube live coming up right after this for cross country. 
country nationals. We're going to put together a little gambling game like we always do. So, um, you know, that's probably living somewhere on YouTube at this point now. So you can go back and, and check that out. All right. So we have all the problems with the system. Late night at the Genuine Saloon wraps up. And then we decide to, to wrap it up, head to bed because we got a big day on Sunday. The biggest of all the days. So we go to sleep. We wake up and we get ready for the Chunder Mile. Oh, and so be, before we do this, so the Chunder Mile, let's talk a little bit about the Chunder Mile. So Chris attempted yesterday, Sunday, he attempted the world record in the Chunder Mile. So what the Chunder Mile is and the way it's a little different than the than the uh, beer mile is you drink out of pints. You drink out of an imperial pint, so 20 ounces of beer. And because it's coming out of a pint, it can the rules state that it can be flat. Like you can try to take the carbonation out of it. So the night before, we have several 30 racks of like of like Budweiser, Miller Lite, and we're pouring them into empty gallon water jugs. And so for the first time in my life, getting ready for this, because we're trying to do the math, we're like, okay, if it's 20 ounces times four, how many, how many ounces of beer? And it got to a certain point where I was measuring beer by gallons. Like we were literally like, okay, how many gallons of beer do we eat? First time in my life that's ever happened. So we're standing in my kitchen, emptying cans into gallons, and we, you know, for prepping the next day at the uh, at the Chunder Mile. But that was wild. I, I got to say, you guys are troopers. Like when I brought up uh, to you, Steve, like, oh, I might do a Chunder Mile instead of a beer mile because I don't think I'm in PR beer mile shape. But I've never done a Chunder, so it's going to be a guaranteed, you know, personal best. You guys would just hopped on it and everyone part partake in it like I, I was very shocked that you all were down to do it so, and especially the spectacle of emptying like 70 beer cans into <laughs> gallon containers to prep the night before i think if this weekend's made anything clear to you i at least i at least hope it's that we might not do anything well but we are down to do anything down to I do mean, it. we will do anything that's the right attitude I'm, I, I'm, I can't promise any world records i can't promise it's gonna be pretty but i can promise you i will do it and we we did listen when out of context, I, walking into that scene where we were filling up empty gallons of water bottles, and there was just cans everywhere. And then me and Chris are in the corner uh, taping wizard staffs together, getting ready for our batons. <laughs> I mean, that is a... I would have loved for somebody to walk in without any context and just be like, what, what is going on here? My what wife did that several times <laughs> this weekend. Shout out again to Erin. She's a trooper for putting up with this weekend. There was a couple times where she walked in the room. She's like, I'm not even going to ask. And she just walked out. So When you have just eight gallons of flat beer that have been left out with no cap on, it's the it's disgusting. <laughs> like It's a disgusting <laughs> sight to behold. It's just these like gallons of warm flat beer, but uh, so yeah, Mike, like Mike said, I mean, Steve and I are, and Mike, we were gonna do it, but the two crew was also down and do it. It was like everybody that come out to kind of hang with us this weekend and get to know it. Everybody was like, "Yep, sign me up. <laughs> I'll do a chunk of mouth." So we had you, a bunch of us. You don't want to. You don't want to be the one guy that's not down to do it. And so I think it's part of that. Uh, you know, we're we're all competitive guys. It's called peer pressure. And, and peer pressure. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna go with we're very competitive. You know, you want to beat beat everyone, but well, yeah, peer pressure. We'll just we'll just stick with that. <laughs> so we wake up on Sunday morning. We load up the car. Uh, we throw the beer in there, the cups, the table, everything we need for the uh, for the Chunder Mile uh, world record attempt. Uh, we have. Uh, ProFlows with us, 27 video, made a video that's going to be dropping. Uh, our friend Patrick came out to drive us. We're all crammed in the back of my car, Mike's car. We drive up to, to uh, we won't say the track because I don't want to, I don't want this to come back to bite me. So we go to a, a track in the area, may or may not be a high school track, who knows. But so we go, we go to the track and we're setting up and, you know, getting ready to do this. And 
you know, probably my favorite moment of the week. There's a couple things that happen here, but my favorite moment of the week, there's these two elderly women that are doing their laps around the track. They want to be on. They kept asking us to be on our, if they could be on our team. Like, we're going to get into the beer mile in a second, but we're cheering for people that are doing the beer mile and they're going around the track, like with their walker. And they're like, why aren't you cheering for us? Like, I love, like those ladies were great. So it was, it was, I mean, we must've been quite, again, quite the scene out there on the track, but the, the thing with the ladies though, is they liked us right off the bat. They, they were thought we were doing great things with our lives. We were there to like do a workout. (laughs) We looked like good runners. So they, they were very excited to like have like friendly conversation with us. I they had no idea what they were guiding themselves into because they had now already attached themselves to our wagon and there was no getting out of it now. And then when when the Chunder Mile started happening, I have to imagine these women were horrified. <laughs> horrified. So these women come up to me, I just happen to be near the gate, and they say, Is this an official like event going on? Is it okay if we're on the track with you guys? And so, you know, Byron was like, nah, no, no, of course, of course, you guys are welcome to join was us. Any, that was there any thing. part of you that was just like, no, this is an official event. You're not allowed to be here. I was like, part of me wanted to you say. Don't, you don't want to see this. But you no, I wanted them on our team. So like, they were like asking us for permission to even be there, which is a ridiculous idea, knowing what we were doing. But I explained, we're just going to do a really hard workout, and we're going to try going really fast. So please stay out of lane one. And then they were in our corner from that point. But yeah, they're witnessing my poor mother who came out to watch oh the event. Goodness. And everybody got spooked thinking she was going to shut us down. But she comes out to watch. And I'm sure she has nightmares last night of just the sound of vomit and the, the noise of eight different people hurling in like eight different directions. So the other thing the other thing we should be clear about is the Chunder Mile also, as part of the rules, allows puking. Like you you don't get you don't get a uh, reversal of fortune penalty lap. Like you're allowed to boot and keep going as part of the Chunder Mile. And so that was a lot of people's strategy out there. So we set up the table, we pour the beers, we get ready to go. It's the 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 gun goes off. We're racing, and <laughs> I mean, flow flow the pro flow twenty seven video. It was like dying laughing as he's videotaping. I'm coming through to get one of the beers at one point, and he's like, he's like, this is the craziest thing I've ever videotaped in my entire <laughs> life. He's like, he's like, it's hilarious. He goes, but there will be like five people puking at once, and I don't know who to videotape. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a war scene. It is such a step up from the beer mile. Like the beer mile are like that's super entertaining to watch. You're gonna have a few people, you know, vomit, whatever. But the Chunder Mile just takes it up times a hundred because <laughs> everyone there. I, that, you're not gonna come out of that. Well, actually, some people did come out of it without uh, chundering. Somehow, I didn't chunder. I I went through the whole thing. I held it down. And then I was, you know, in a head start for the rest of the day, which so, worked out pretty nice. So apparently nicely. it doesn't bother you hearing other people chundering. Like, you're not you're not someone who hears that noise, and then you also feel the sensation to... No, uh, one of our drivers, Dunny, was like, I couldn't even look at one point. I had to turn away, <laughs> and I, it doesn't bother me too, too much. It was making me laugh as I saw everyone, you know, hurling around me. Do you feel like you didn't get the full experience because you weren't projectile vomiting? <laughs> Part of, part of me feels like I didn't get the whole experience. So you're right, Mike. I also like you definitely weren't running as fast as you possibly could. You ran really fast. I, I mean, you probably could run faster. I feel I feel like my what I thought was a good performance in the Chunder Mile now is just being attacked from all yeah. angles now, and I, I don't appreciate. I think that. I've made it. I think I've made my stance on Chundering pretty clear that you should be Chundering quite a bit. Um, so that was the approach I took. I'm anti-Chunder. Shit, I just 
spilled coffee everywhere. Let's keep going. So, and so, like, the thing about the the Chunder Mile is, like, there's a lot of things about it, but... The I wasn't. It's definitely way easier to drink. It's it's way easier to drink out of the pints. It's way easier to drink the the flat beer, but the beer is so disgusting because we sat. It sat out overnight. It's like it's piss warm. It's flat. It is disgusting, right? I've never. I mean, I've done a handful of beer miles in my life, and I've never puked in a beer mile. This was the first time where like I actually wanted to puke during the beer mile, and it wasn't because like. I was drinking too fast. I was drinking too much. It was because the beer tasted so terrible. I think I was saying this last night where if you're Chris and you're going after world record, it makes total sense to do the flat beer thing, get all the carbonation out of there, you know, take all the strategic moves you need to make. But for somebody who like me who was going to be on the track for 15 minutes just trying to get this stuff down, I think it hurt me because I'm drinking it so slow that I have to taste every ounce of this disgusting warm gross beer like i think i think that made me puke way more just because yeah like it was disgusting mike was and, 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 and mike nobody puked more than you <laughs> mike puked <laughs> almost it was like every time i turn around mike's on his like hands he's like bent over leaning on the infield of the track just projectile vomiting like there was a couple times where i was running by and i was like i was hysterically laughing because mike was just puking every single time i saw him not even just the amount of times i threw it <laughs> but the, the the velocity of it was quite impressive i didn't think it was possible for for I'm probably going to stop describing it, I guess. But, yeah, it was impressive. I don't think that trash barrel was lined. Oh, that, that is nasty. I, I think I that thing think just needs that. to sit out in the rain for a few thunderstorms to, to clean it out. Cause oh, God bless the person. It needs a tornado. <laughs> I, I can't wait for this video to drop because it, it is going so to be hilarious. So uh, let's go back to the, to the world record attempt a little bit. So... Um, who who is the current world record holder in the Chunder Mile? Yeah, so a uh, guy from England by the name of Dale Clutterbuck. Dale uh, Clutterbuck, great I, great name. I don't think he's gonna like me very much. <laughs> yeah, we hey, you know what? We got to make the sport interesting. You got to talk talk some shit once in a while. And you, Mike, you certainly did your fair share of yeah. shit talking. Yeah, uh, yeah, in the Chunder Mile, especially from someone who you who know lost threw to him by yeah. about fifteen minutes. Yeah, lost to him by fifteen minutes, and also didn't even hold any of the beers in. So yeah. I, I don't know if you have much room to talk, but uh, but Dale is a super. Didn't stop me. <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect anything less. Dale, super fast guy. I think he's run three thirty seven for fifteen hundred meters. Uh, 457 it was his chunder mile time so there's clearly a big difference you know when you add in the beer you, you're not really running sub four miles when you have 80 ounces of beer in your stomach uh but i thought i thought because you're drinking out of the pints versus bottles that i could chug roughly about the same speed even though it's more volume and so i thought 457 sounds easier than going for the beer mile world record 433 because i just not quite in that running fitness currently uh and i was surprised how close i got to be honest especially after semi-racing the five mile the day before and just the Drinking weekend that we had eat, only eating pizza for 24 hours leading into the race i was honestly surprised it went as well as it did yeah. and it was a windy day out there too on the track i mean i'm not trying to make excuses no i have a lot of excuses to make <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll make i'll make them for you because you flew out here basically to run the chunder mile with us and we put you in the worst possible situation to break away nobody has been given less of an opportunity to make a Set world up record for failure more. <laughs> yeah we just 
made you party with us for two straight days. We ate nothing but like chicken fingers and pizza. We were up super late, up super early in the morning. We basically peer pressured you into running hard in the five miler the day before. And then with all of that, we bring you to this windy, windy track. You like kind of made subtle hints the day before that like maybe we should go a little bit earlier because you're looking at the weather and the wind just gets worse and worse and worse. I'm like, it'll be fine, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go at noon, okay? And we get there and it was just whip. I mean, we did not set you up for success in any way, shape, or form. But four seconds off the world record? Right? Four seconds yeah. off the world record. And, and you're pretty confident that's going down, right? Oh, definitely going down. I think I give myself another month of running fitness, so I should be able to run five to ten seconds faster. And then now that I've done one, I just I know what to expect. And luckily, it it I, I thought it could have been super terrible, like, going into it. I thought I could be, after three beers in, just on my hands and knees, like, <laughs> not able to keep going just because it hurts so bad. But I guess it showed me that... I can get the drinking down, so now I just need to run a little bit quicker. Uh, I don't know. Clutter butt better be scared. <laughs> so Mike, Mike talked a lot of trash. It's starting beefs on the on the twenty seven video video that's going to be dropping soon. You also said Clutterbuck is a scary dude. He he's, I would say he's got a great look. He's he's a guy that you do not want to stand next to on the starting line. He's <laughs> he's a taller dude. He's really built. Tons of tattoos. Like he's he's oh, someone who's nice. very in, very intimidating. <laughs> um, the nice, the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, we, uh, nicest guy, but like I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Profile about editing some of those videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would totally whoop your ass. Just so uh, you know, I wouldn't want to get a little vomit on him during the Chunder Mile. You know, because I imagine that happens in the intense races when you're neck and neck with somebody and a little vomit spraying in every direction. So stay away from that guy. That's true. <laughs> But definitely, I'll, I'll say it again, set it on the 27 video, uh, production of the Chunder Mile, going to beat the world record by at least 10 seconds, I would say. I think, I'll, I think Ooh, mid, mid to low 440s is doable. Calling a shot. Yeah. Love it. But yeah, that, <laughs> man, that, it's, I said it, it's going to be an epic video, but that was, that was quite the morning. And there was a few more people that showed up to the track while we're doing it, and it must have been quite the scene. But I'm glad we did it. And it... You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. There's no faster way to ruin the rest of your day than doing a beer mile. And so, you know, once you do that, especially when you do it in the morning, you're just committed to having a good time. Committed to having a good time, turning into the skid, uh, which we did. And uh, you know, we and I, I do want to say this: we we had arranged designated drivers, so none of us were driving. So we headed up to a local seafood well, hold place. Hold on, before oh. we get into that, Steve. Oh, I forgot. I Go mean, this it. is the only event that I, you know, had any success in all weekend. We have to break down the 4x100. That's true. We have you to can't pass up on the 4x1. So this was a late night idea um, between yeah. between Mike and I. Yeah. <laughs> the night before the Chunder, we are seeing all the empty beer cans laying around. We're like, we got to put these to good use somehow. We're thinking wizard staff. We, uh, you know, we we went into the to the lab. And we started breaking down some ideas, trying to trying to make something work. So it's very common after like beer mile world championships, each country will do a f- four by four. So each person will do a beer and a four hundred. So I, in my mind, I was kind of thinking, oh, a relay afterwards will be pretty hilarious when we're all you know buzzing pretty good. And yeah, the taking the cans uh, and turning them into a wizard staff and using that as the baton for the four by one. Uh, drafted just reminded me being back in elementary school team captains drafting your team trying to figure out who's going to be able to sprint well for 100 meters and it was a throwdown it was a it was a close battle it 
was so funny to watch too. Like having to watch people hold this gigantic staff and try and like distance runners running as fast as you pop. I mean, it was it was a spectacle. If it wasn't a spectacle enough of us like, you know, doing the Chundler mile for the other people on the track, I think this was like a worse because now we're like taking up a lot more. And, you know, the Chundler mile is one table in one little area. Now I've got these giant staffs that are swinging from pretty much like lane four to lane eight and people are trying to stay out of our way. And, and the good news was the... Uh the old woman had left at this part, but now we had a mother and her daughter doing like a very legitimate track workout in lane one. And this girl was, whole, I mean, she was well, probably like 13 years old. She's 13. She, and she's asking if she's in our way. It's like, yeah, you're oh, in no, our they, way with our beer wizard staff. They were like, so concerned that like, yeah, they were obstructing our race. Like, all right, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. There was so, some controversy there. Well, you'll have to watch the video, but there was some significant controversy in the in the Yeah, we, we got Joe Bossman, Peanut B on Wheat in the room right now, and he is looking fired up that Mike is going to bring up this whole thing and not. Listen, I, I was I, just going to ask Mike, I mean, who ended up winning the 4 by one you know? That would be us. That's uh, right, Mike know, and I. Chris... Chris uh, opened up quite a nice little lead, and Steve and his like gave me the baton. Yeah, I'm not good at. And I'm not listen, good at a lot of a lot of people are saying that Joe was tracking me down coming down the home stretch. I had Chris gave me a gigantic lead. I could have walked down the last home stretch and beat you, Joe. I was showboating. I turned around and looked at you at one point. Anytime you want to get on the track and do a 100-meter race, that is the only event in this group that I feel confident that I have a chance to beat anybody. So bring it on. I think the video will show that, you know, I was like Usain Bolt celebrating, you know. He celebrated a couple steps, but I probably celebrated maybe like, you know, 50 steps too early, but it was worth it. So what, what, what do you guys think? Chunder Mile or Beer Mile going forward? Do you think you'll ever do another Chunder Mile? It, this is easy. Beer mile. I was thinking about it. The UK is whack that this is their thing. Like, there's just so much vomit going everywhere. It's more beer. It's a ridiculous... Like, you take the beer mile, which is already ridiculous enough, and then you make it the Chandler mile. It's, oh, we didn't even... We didn't know that it was 20 ounces until the day before. Yeah. We, Chris, Chris, I mean, I knew that it was knew, 20 ounces. But my Chris, email, Chris told said it in an email. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I just, I, I had I, a lot going on. Right? I heard pint. Pint to me is 16 ounces. I was like, all right, pint. And then I'm looking at the website the day before. I'm like, wait a minute, 20 ounces? That can't be right. So we call, I called Trent, who was with Chris at the time. I'm like, hey, this can't, this can't be right. And you're like, no, no, it's, uh, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we had to scramble and kind of figure out plans for that. But so the original idea, the one of the original ideas for why uh, we wanted to get Chris out here and to do a beer mile with us is uh, we want him to coach us to see if we can get a little faster. And we do have plans later on this year, maybe heading out to Chicago, out to Chris's backyard, do a beer mile. Um, but I'm I, I I got to I have to go all in. For one attempt at like a PR beer mile. Before I hang up my my beer mile spikes, I need to take one attempt at running a really fast beer mile. So um, I'm gonna definitely be looking for to you for coaching. Um, I think our younger brother Chris Chris Gendron is gonna join us. I think he's got he's got some potential. He's uh I think he he kind of he, he his first beer was really good, and I think that happens to a lot of people. Their first beer is really good, and then it starts to backfire a little bit. But he's got potential. Yeah, so mid world record attempt. Chris uh, Chris took out the first lap like I don't know what five seconds ahead of you. I'm I'm really yeah I'm really curious to see what that split was because I felt like I was redlining on lap one. I was sprinting so hard. I was probably running like a 61 or something, and I'm getting my doors blown off. <laughs> 
So, Chris, um, now that you've seen, you know, my skill set with the Chunder Mile and everything, what would you say is the first thing I should start working on for my beer mile? <laughs> I mean, you guys have all the tools. I've seen the running. I've seen the beer drinking this weekend. You have all the tools. You just got to put them together. So maybe get the maybe get the running fitness a lo- up a little bit. <laughs> let's let's work on that. Uh, you don't have to be in PR mile shape necessarily, but let's try to get a little closer and then just start chugging those waters. That's okay. all it. All right. That's all it is. Take the take the empty <laughs> bottle, chug water. The running's never been it's it's never been like a problem in any even as my fitness has declined. It's never been a problem any of my beer miles. It was a problem this weekend. It was it was, it was I officially reached the point where it's like, all right, I gotta I gotta polish up the running a little bit to have any chance to do this. Um, so I gotta do that. Um, but when do we know when the next uh, World Beer Mile Classic is going to be? Tentatively. End of October. It's like October 23rd. Oh, really? They, so they pushed it back. The plan is to have it in uh, in England because the laws there, it's just a lot easier to get a permit for a track, whatever. And so typically it's in the July, August timeframe, but they pushed it back to October in the hopes that we can travel by then. So the a venue is secured from what I've heard. Date is picked. It's just a matter of will we all be able to travel there by October? I'm pretty confident with the vaccine rolling out that we will be able to. Uh, but you, the timing is perfect if you're trying to hit that beer mile around the Chicago Marathon time frame. That's a couple weeks before. Um, hmm. Timing is great. I, I could do a little tune-up you know, separately as a part of that. I think, right. I think it sounds like a great schedule and uh, would be happy to train you guys. All right. Cool. What do you think, Trent? We got all the tools in the toolbox. That's what Chris <laughs> says, baby. They need, to, they need to polish them up and get some rust off the tools, but we got them. Um, okay, so we finish up the we finish up the Chunder Mile. We pack up. We uh, clean up the track. No trash left behind, of course. We get our designated drivers. We head to uh, you know one of my local BYOB seafood places. Had some good seafood. Showed everybody from out of town some good New England seafood. Um, tasty. Then we we head back to the Gendron Saloon um, for some more shenanigans, some more gambling. You know, a little too much drinking late night, and uh, yeah, now we're here. Now we're here. And I think we'd be remiss not to shout out the two crew that came out of course, here to hang out yes. with us here. So we had Harrison coming out from West Coast, right? No, Minneapolis. Cut that, cut that. Harrison from, <laughs> I, I think of him as a West Coast guy because he's got nice blonde flowing hair. <laughs> we, we had the Wisconsin boys, Colin and Ryan. We had uh, Joe Bossman. We had Chris Jandron, Dunny and Flo. Am I missing anybody? I think that's the crew. That's the squad, yeah. Yeah, it was quite the crew. Quite the crew. It was, uh, but I mean, like, uh, so I'll say this. So, like, none of us have, I mean, we've interacted significantly online, but none of us have actually met in person and hung out. Oh, we hung out with Colin one time. But, you know, we got together and it was like, we all knew each other for a long time. It was great. It was really cool. I'd, I'd say the group had the same goals in mind this weekend. They, the uh, motivations aligned and I think everyone got, got along pretty well. Except for when uh, Colin pulled the dart out of the dartboard. I, listen, <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get into the system, but if we want to get into this, we'll get into this. Okay? The dart was, it was in 20, right? And if it wasn't, he should have pointed it out before he pulled it out of the dart. The money had already been exchanged. I had the money in my pocket, and then he pulls the darts out of the dartboard, tells me it was in a one, and I got to give the money back. I mean, jeez. I, uh, I, I was in the kitchen. Far away from everything that's going on, and I just heard a volcano eruption from 
from the bar room, and uh, I still I'm still hazy on all the I, details. There's mixed reporting, but it, it sounds like it didn't. I, I don't know why you're getting so upset, Steve, about someone being honest. I think we should promote honesty. <laughs> Thank and you, Chris. <laughs> so so it okay if he's being honest, he's being honest. But everybody in the room, everybody in the room thought it was thought it was a twenty, right? And the, to the point where the money was already exchanged. Right, and then he pulls the darts out, and then tells everybody that it wasn't in the twenty. Why wouldn't you just point at the dartboard and say, "Hey guys, I gotta be honest"? Okay. Instead, he pulls the darts out, and the, okay, it's a, it's a, going it's too a, far. Down it's a road. weird move to pull the dart out. Yeah, I, I probably would have been mad too, but he was playing against me, and I ended up winning. <laughs> so you know, of course, I'm gonna be on the side of honesty. I, I don't think case. he has any reason to lie about it, but it's a weird move to pull the dart out. Weird move. Maybe he just wanted to spark controversy. Maybe he knew what he was doing, Wolf. and he said, "I want to spice the night up a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw, oh, I'm gonna throw spicy. some gasoline on this fire." Listen, I don't think it's that hard to to create controversy among this group. I think <laughs> he probably could have found an easier way to do it, but that's fine. All right, boys. Anything else we need to recap from this week? I think, I got, we we pretty much, you know, I think that's all the details. I'll just say this: successful weekend. Absolutely. I feel like <laughs> and we've been planning this out for a while and there was there's there's so many things that could have gone wrong. There's so many points that, you know, things could have gone, you know, something could have happened and we wouldn't have been able to do it. All from whether it was the 5 mile, you know, the city coming saying, "Hey, why are there cones out here? You can't run a race." to us not being able to get a track. Like the snow melted off of the track officially like earlier like last week. Like I it was up until probably last Wednesday where I was like we're not going to be able to find a clean track because all they're all covered in snow and ice and it just like it was a beautiful weekend we could have gotten rain we could have gotten snow it started snowing literally when we finished the beer mile right Mm -hmm. it was a beautiful day beautiful sunny day and it started snowing like the second we finished and so it was like one of these things where just everything came together everything happened the way it was intended to happen and that's pretty rare especially where it was like over three days and we were doing all these different things so we just need to make it through a few more hours, and I'd say it'll be a successful week. That's right. That's right. As we got as, as long as I can get all, make sure all my equipment works, and I don't screw up the whole reason we came down here for this weekend. <laughs> I think it'll be a successful weekend. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again to the two crew that came up, came out this weekend to to Lowell to hang out with us. Thanks to everybody that participated in the Irish Clover Five Miler and the Pickham. You are you all are amazing. This has been a great weekend, and we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again sometime in the future. So other than that, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a